So this is Scanner School session number 44. This is our second part in a two-part series on NXDN. Today we're talking about NXDN trunking. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. In this is Scanner School, a podcast where we teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. Last week, we talked about NXDN. This week, we're talking about NXDN. But before we go into NXDN trunking, which is on the agenda today, let's take a moment to listen to our sponsor, which is from East Coast Pagers. Now, again, East Coast Pagers in full transparency is one of my companies. So East Coast Pagers is my online company, and we sell one-way pagers, alphanumeric pagers, and fire pagers. We are a Unication, Swiss Phone, and Apollo pager dealer. And I want to tell you about the current promotions by Unication, because right now, these are the best prices you're going to find on a Unication G1 or a G5. I haven't seen pricing this low on these products in probably all the years that I've been a dealer for Unication. So right now, it's $50 off a Unication G1. And right now is a really great time because you're going to save $50 right off the bat on a Unication G1 pager. Now, if you're a department looking for pagers, there's a free extended warranty program on 20-plus units on a G1. And you can stack that with your $50 off. So now you're really getting a full five-year warranty and the $50 off. Now, if you have P25 in your area and you were kind of saving up for that new G5 unit, good news. They're $100 off. So you can go out now and you can buy a G5 pager for the price of the G4. What's the difference between a G4 and a G5? The G5 adds either VHF or UHF to the 700-800 receiver on the pager. So where the G4 is just 700-800, the G5 gives you VHF or UHF. Now, all Unication G1 pagers ship with a spare set of 10-energy batteries from East Coast Pagers. All G-Series pagers that we sell ship with spare belt clips and... We also do complimentary programming of your department and fire ground channels. And we also send these out to you for free. Free shipping on a G-Series pages. So we also have custom codes for your personal use or your department's use. And we also accept tax exempt and purchase orders. So go to eastcoastpagers.com, eastcoastpagers.com to look at what we have and our, our uh, details on the current promotions. But I also want to thank those who are sponsoring Scanner School directly. We have a brand new Patreon supporter, and I want to just thank them so much for coming forward and coming and supporting us on a monthly basis. William Akrand, I really hope I spelled you, said your name right, uh, William Arcand, thank you so much for being our newest Patreon supporter. You have joined great support from Mark Beebe, Kenneth Fowler, MT Bono, James Felling, and now William has also joined as one of our Patreon supporters. If anybody else wants to help support Scanner School, we have multiple ways you can help support us at scannerschool.com slash support. Patreon is basically a PBS model where you pledge to uh, give some money on a monthly basis. But we also have a one-time donation via PayPal. Or if you're an Amazon shopper like I am and I buy everything on Amazon, 
We have a link in our website too, where you can just come to our site. You click on that link, then you do your shopping on Amazon and we make a small affiliate fee on anything that's purchased from Amazon. And the best part about these affiliate uh, things we've set up, these are products usually that we recommend. Like I said, I love Amazon. That's why I, I partner with them to uh, to do some of this stuff. We also have Butel. So if you're looking at programming your, uh, your unit in or Radio Shack Radio and you're looking for some software, Butel has some great software. We're also an affiliate for Butel. If you're you know, if you buy their product using our link, we'd also make a uh, small commission on that as well. These are great ways to help support Scanner School, and it doesn't come at any additional cost to you if you use one of our links. So thank you so much, William, and everybody else who is a Patreon supporter. Now, with that all out of the way, let's talk NXDN. Last week, we talked about NXDN, introduction to NXDN, and what it was. So if you have missed that episode, I strongly recommend you go back and listen to Session 43 of Scanner School at scannerschool.com slash session 43. Now, there's a lot of notes that go along with uh, NXDN, and I want to make sure that you're able to find those. So if you go to last week's session or this week's session online, either at scannerschool.com slash session 43 or scannerschool.com slash session 44, you will see all of the show notes and also the sources that I've used to gather all this information because there's a lot of information out there. This was a long weekend of actually doing some research on NXDN to make sure that I had it straight in my head so I could talk to you guys about it. And, you know, this is a second of two parts. And, you know, this is this is going to be a little bit crazier than last week. So hopefully you guys are straight. You guys are good to go from last week's into this week. So as a little bit of a refresher... NXDN stands for Next Generation Digital Narrowband. And NXDN was created in 2003 by a joint venture between ICOM and Kenwood. And really, it was developed to satisfy the FCC reframing uh, of the VHF and UHF spectrum in the United States to go from 25 kilohertz wide transmissions to 12.5 kilohertz wide transmissions. And the, the basic part of NXDN was supposed to be easy for... Uh, easy for SMRs or the um, uh, the services for mobile radios to take their existing analog systems or their existing LTR systems and grow it out into NXDN. So a lot of the backend of NXDN, a lot of the hardware, and even some of the way how NXDN works, especially in the trunking world, is based upon the previous technology. So with FDMA, which is what... Um, which is what NXDN uses. Again, we talked about FDMA last week, but FDMA is basically frequency division multiple access. FDMA is a lot like conventional trunking where a user ties up a frequency and only they use that frequency during a certain amount of time. Other technologies like P25 Phase 2 or Moto Turbo or DMR use TDMA. So the technology is a little bit different. And there's three main flavors of NXDN. Again, we talked about this all last week. There's the NXDN standard, which is part of the CAI, the Common Air Interface. There's Kenwood's version, or their flavor, or their fork, I guess, how you want to, how you want to think about it. And Kenwood's flavor is called Next Edge. It's N-E-X-E-D-G-E. And ICOM's flavor of NXDN is called IDAS. That's ICOM Digital Advanced Systems, I-D-A-S. So the NXDN standard calls out for support for 6.25 kilohertz or 12.5 kilohertz uh, channel spacing and bandwidth. Next Edge, also 6.25 and 12.5. And 
but iDAS only supports 6.25 kilohertz. Now, we're going to remember this in a minute because now we're going to talk about trunking. So just like previous versions of trunking that were out there, Motorola and EDAX and LTR, you can have single multi-site trunking. You can have individual call, group call. You can have area-wide networking via an IP backhaul. Now, remember, again, from last week, we talked about the IP backhaul can be set to a particular uh, manufacturer. There's no uh, no spec specification on the CAI, I believe, for IP linking. Just like other technologies, there's support for emergency calls, uh, over-the-air programming or remote programming. The accessory port on the radio may support third-party apps, such as a GPS, an MDT, uh, Officer Down, those kinds of things. And also like DMR and P25, NXDN also shares the AMBE Plus 2 vocoder from DVSI, or Digital Voice Systems Inc. But by taking this vocoder, again, we talked about this last week, by taking the vocoder and, and splitting it into half rate, this is how NXDN is able to operate in a 6.25 kilohertz wide bandwidth. So when the NXDN forum was looking at the existing layout of the land when it came to trunk radio systems, they really discovered that the way that you know they were being used, at least in the business pool, that there was a split, that both control channel type of systems were being used and distributed logic trunking were also being used. So digital logic trunking is basically where there's no dedicated control channel in the system. So being that they saw that there was a need or a use for both, that was that was also implemented into the standard when it came to NXDN and NXDN trunking. So before we go into the different types, let's talk about really quick some other things to look at if you're investigating an NXDN trunk system. So the 6.25 channel uh, spacing supports 4,800 bits per second conventional Type C and Type D trunking, digital scrambling, and AES and DES encryption. 12.5 kilohertz wide or channel spacing supports 9600 board transmission rates, conventional, Type C trunking only, digital scrambling, AES and DEC encryption. So now let's talk about the differences between Type C and Type D. So type C trunking, very easy to remember here, is where there is a control channel. There's a dedicated control channel on type C trunking. Now, again, you could do single multiple site trunking using 6.25 or 12.5 kilohertz wide FDMA. Now, just like regular, I say regular here, not LTR, uh, trunk systems, you have the control channel. Now, if you want to go back and listen to previous sessions of scans where we talked about control channel, I'll put that session in the show notes as well if you need a refresher on how trunking works. But basically, there's a control channel and all the radios listen to the control channel. And when one of the users in the group keys up, the control channel tells all the users in the group what channel to go to. They all go to that channel, that voice channel. When the user is done transmitting, they go back to the control channel and they wait for further directions. So there is a central control channel operator or a central control channel that tells everybody where to go and when to go there. He's like the conductor at an orchestra. Okay. So again, 
Next Edge can do the 6.25 and a 12.5 kilohertz spacing. IDAS is only 6.25. So now we have a type D trunking. That's the distributed logic type, D for distributed logic. And there's no dedicated control channel in type D trunking. This is a lot like LTR. So if you go back to Scanner School Session 8, we talked about how LTR trunking worked and how there was a home repeater and there was a pulse on the uh, on the home frequency to let all the users know that that's, they were okay and they, there was a heartbeat so that they knew that they were on the system and they weren't out of range. So it's just like that for type D. There's no control channel. Any frequency in the, uh, in the pool can become a voice channel. Now, again, it's good for a single or multi-site trunking, but again, this is only for 6.25 kilohertz FDMA. So also like LTR, on a IDAS type D system, users are assigned to a home channel. This is a channel where everybody sits and waits for directions on, and typically will stay on the home channel if there you know, is any activity. You have three different types of build-outs. You have a global, a regional, and a local. Now, if you're looking at your scanner, you're never going to see the G, the L, or the R designation. If you look in radio reference, you might find in the notes whether or not it's a local, a global, or a regional system. As far as your scanner is concerned, it really doesn't matter. If you look at the system with an SDR and using something like DSD+, you will see the L, the G, or the R in the report, and that's usually to the left of or before the trunk system ID. And it's in there really right now as a nice-to-know type of thing, not a need-to-know, because from what I'm reading, that there's no real way to put the, the designation in anywhere. So another thing you remember, too, is when, was when you're looking at NXDN is the channel numbers. And what you'll look at, too, is that the RAN of the voice channels will match the site number that they are associated to. So that's good if you're watching multiple control channels and you see that it says, um, you know, there's a grant for X number of talks of a, a particular radio ID or group ID to go to a, uh, a voice channel. And then you can hear that conversation. You start mapping it out. And all of a sudden you find out now you've, you've mapped out the control or the voice channel twice. Always look at the RAN because the RAN should match the site number of the system that it's associated to. It's an easy way to help you map out a voice channel or a, or a group on a home repeater. So in order to kind of help you along too, if you go to Radio Reference, there is a user there and he goes by Eric Cottrell, which I guess is his full name. And he has done a lot of homework and finding out a lot about how the trunk system works. And he did this for both the NXD, uh, the Next Edge and the IDAS. And a lot of the data that he posted in there is well beyond beyond and above what I want to go through on a podcast. He goes through how the channel numbers are spaced out, the system number ID ranges. I mean, this is I'll, if I spit it out here on a podcast, it's 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 just a lot of numbers. So I'm gonna also link to Eric Cottrell's post on Radio Reference in the show notes in the session notes for this podcast. You go to scannerschool.com/session44. I'll put a link to his information in there as well. So one other neat thing to look at too when, you, when you're looking up a system in radio reference for NXDN. So typically you see something like NXDN48, NXDN96, which will tell you the, the baud rate of the system. Um, but 
you also want to find out too the the logical channel numbers. And a lot of NXDN has channel numbers that go into the hundreds, like you might have channel 402. If you're familiar with the way that Radio Reference lays out the logical channel numbers when you have sites, you, you don't want to have 400 spaces in there. So what ends up happening is you don't actually see the logical channel numbers in the frequency layout on an NXDN system. What you have to do is you click into the NXDN system itself. Then you click on the site name. When you open up the site name, you'll see in the site details page the actual control channel frequency and the channel IDs. So it's an extra step, but that's how they've laid it out on Radio Reference. Now, again, if you're downloading the information directly from Radio Reference uh, or if you're using a Home Patrol receiver that does NXDN, again, we'll talk about what radios support NXDN in just a couple seconds here, um, that will be all taken care of you. So really, if you program the system by hand, you'll need to dig a little bit deeper into the programming to find out more of the, uh, the logical channel numbering. So another great resource out there to find out what NXDN systems might be in your neighborhood is by going to the Kenwood Communications Digital Networks page. And again, we'll put a link to that in the session notes. And basically what happens is you, you bring up this map and you zoom in to where you live and it will tell you who owns the main, uh, the main community repeater, I guess, in the neighborhood. So from there, you can then go on Radio Reference and find out more about an NXDN system, or if you find out that there's a system on that page that doesn't yet exist in radio reference, this is a good opportunity to start really digging into the hobby and start mapping out the NXDN system. So how are you going to map out this NXDN system? What are you going to use? What radios out there will allow you to do that? Uh, first of all, you can get a Whistler TRX or TRX2 scanner. They will monitor NXDN out of the box with no extra upgrades or patches to buy. Uh, but I have been reading that a lot of people have been complaining that you have to put your scanner into conventional mode, conventional NXDN, in order for it to properly operate on any NXDN system. I'm guessing it's due to the timing that um, when, when the radio leaves the system and comes back again, it may have a little bit of issues. So I actually haven't had a chance yet to play around with my TRX-1 on an NXDN system because again, like I mentioned last week, oil deliveries really aren't uh, anything I, I enjoy listening to. And that's really all there are in my, my NXDN system here. We don't have any type of public safety information going on or anything that's really too too um, uh, too interesting, so to speak. So um, you can listen to it on a, on a Whistler TRX-1 or TRX-2. You can also monitor NXDN via a unit in SDS-100 and HP-436, I'm sorry, BCD-436HP and the BCD536HP. However, you will need to pay for an upgrade in order to monitor NXDN with one of the Uniden radios. So it's an additional cost in order to monitor NXDN. Now, if you're looking for a really cheap and affordable way to monitor NXDN, you can go out and get an SDR. So I have a, um, a brand new SDR card that I just purchased. Now I'm going to leave that out there as a teaser because there is a video coming on how to install it and set it up. And there'll also be a podcast on this device coming up. So I'm going to just leave that in there as a teaser. Um, but you can use a affordable SDR dongle, which is about 30 bucks when I bought mine. And you, you can use some free software or paid software. Uh, I use DSD+. 
And by doing using DSD Plus, you can then map out the system and use a couple of SDR dongles to listen to what's going on on an NXDN system, and it works very well. If you have a little bit of money in your pocket and you have a couple of receivers that aren't you know aren't scanners, AOR DV1, the AOR DV10, the ICOM R3, and the new ICOM R8600 is also said to support NXDN. Now I'm not a AOR user, so um, it's a little bit out of my <laughs> my, my price point, but um, they they should work probably, uh, very well as well. I don't believe they work in trunking. I think they only work in conventional, but I could be wrong on that one. Now, again, you could also go out there and buy a radio made by the manufacturer. You can go out there and buy a Kenwood or ICOM radio and set them up yourself, and they should work as well. So, again, that in a nutshell is NXDN trunking. I know we kind of like skirted off the top of it, but I tried not to get too far into the weeds here because I wanted to, I like to leave this podcast open enough so that if you're driving, I'm not going to have you nod off and, and hit the guardrail. So, anyway, that's that's our quick down and dirty on NXDN trunking. All right, guys, I really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. This, again, just wraps up our conversation on NXDN trunking. Next week, we have another um, interesting podcast out there. So if you haven't yet subscribed, I really recommend taking out your phone right now if that's what you're listening to and hitting that subscribe button. Uh, if you're online and you're listening to us on the web, you can do that very easily as well. Just go and click on our mailing list. And by joining our mailing list, not only will we tell you weekly what podcast was released, but also if there's any type of contests that we have running or anything that we find that might be of interest to you. Normally, we send you an email just once a week just to let you know what's going on. So if you haven't yet joined our email newsletter, you can do so at scannerschool.com slash subscribe. All right, guys, that is it for this week. Like I said, next week we have a very scary podcast set up for you for Halloween. 731, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. This is the Scanner School Podcast, where we teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School Podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.